Welcome to episode 104 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent. As always, I'm joined by Jason. And this week, we've got some Reliance code. Yes, we do. Know the code, baby. <laughs> we've got Josh and Todd, the bass player and vocalist for Reliance Code out of Southern Oklahoma, or Eastern Oklahoma, I guess. Yes. Out of Stigler, actually. So if you're not from this area, you might not have heard them yet, but we are both under the impression that you will hear them soon enough. That's right. Not just because we're going to play them, but because this band is a band that I have a feeling can go somewhere. Yeah, I mean, they're talented, uh, professional, very professional. they got a pro sound. Um, I, I see big things on the horizon for these dudes. Yeah, definitely. We're going to talk more about that. But before we get into all that, uh, yesterday, actually, or two days ago, the Rocklahoma lineup was announced. Yes. And we always talk about this because we always make the trip out there every single year. And we did a actually did a YouTube reaction video. So go to YouTube.com, obviously, backslash The Thunder Underground is our channel. Subscribe to it for future stuff like this, but it's like a an offshoot of our podcast here. Instead of doing a full episode, we're going to do that later in May where we have a preview with Kevin Graham back, just like we did this past May. That's right. For 2016. But yeah, for the 2017 instant reaction, we did like a 30-minute episode, so go check that out. But just rattle this off real quick <coughs> for you. You know, some of the names on this year's Rocklahoma, Def Leppard, Soundgarden, the Cult, Suicidal Tendencies, Zach Sabbath, Stone Sour, Buckcherry, Jackal, Rat, Slaughter, Blackstone Cherry, In Flames, Rival Sons, Fuel, Fozzy, As Above, So Below, Diamond Head, Black Torah, Death Grip, Wild Street, Moxine Influence, 3D in Your Face, Linum, Dead Metal Society, Five Star Hooker, Scream Red Mutiny, The Normandies, Locust Grove, Arson City, and Reliance Code. There you go. I mean, it... I skipped a lot of stuff that I didn't care about, but there's also <laughs> bands I care about that I skipped, just like, to be sure. Like Taking Back Sunday and Pierce the Veil, right? Yes. Yeah. Those are my two favorite bands on this you lineup. You knew I was going to bust some balls. Come on. Right. Look, this is a great lineup, uh, you know, and um, it's varied as hell. Just varied. Yeah. Just all over the place. Which It's got More something... More normal. Yeah, yeah. It, which is something I noticed. It's got something for everybody. I mean, you know, you can... You can go check out Slaughter and Jackal, and your kids can go check out Pierce the Veil, or whatever, you know? I mean, yeah. everybody can do something with this lineup. Um, you know, uh, it's got some pretty solid headliners, so uh, I'm I'm thinking we're in for another good year. Yeah, this is two years in a row now where all the headliners are first-time bands. Yes, yeah, that's that's so, true, yeah. That's a good thing, because there was a few years there where every year there was at least one headliner that had been there before, which isn't really a problem, because, you know, I love a lot of these bands, and a lot of them I don't care about, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're still having a great time. Exactly. But it's cool to see that two years in a row, and especially this year, because I noticed Soundgarden <clears throat> did a couple of these festivals a couple of years ago. It's kind of bummed they weren't in Rocklahoma, so cool we got them, and Def Leppard's been a band that I've... You know, since the second year, and we were speculating who would be there. Yeah, no kidding. Every single year, I kept thinking, maybe this is the year Def Leppard will be there. And finally, they are. Here we are, 11 years in. Yep, and and I have not fucking seen Soundgarden in, like, 21 years. Right. So, I'm pretty stoked about this one. I'm pretty close there with you, 20. Yeah. I saw him the time you did, and I saw him again the year later. 
And that was it, yeah. And just a, I mean, if you like, whether you like grunge or not, it's just a great, great live band because, you know, they're solid as fuck and Chris Cornell's voice is one of the best there is. Yeah, exactly. But there's so much cool stuff in here, like under, you know, the big names when you look at stuff like Rival Sons and, of course, some of the names I mentioned like Death Grip. You know, there's Fozzie, which is a, a cool live band to see. Chris Jericho and Rich Ward. You know, we've rattled on about In Flames, but they're still a great live band. Who else am I thinking? A Buck, a Blackstone Cherry is always great. Buck Cherry. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to tell you something I just thought of, and you're going to laugh your balls off. And I meant to text this to you today, but it was a crazy, shitty day at work. I actually got into a... Uh, argument at work with a guy who thought Soundgarden was a hair band. <laughs> like, said, what was his? And he said, "Well, they had they, you know, back then they had a lot of hair. They had some hair metal. They they had hair metal beginnings." I was like, "No, at no time did they ever." <laughs> he goes, "Well, all those bands did." I and I mean, it was just like I couldn't believe I was having this argument because, wow. and he's like, "Well, what does hair metal mean?" So I had to break down what hair metal meant as opposed to. He just he, thought it meant long hair? Yeah, I, I think that's what he thought. I don't know. But by that time, my brain was turned so inside out, and it was like 6 o'clock in the morning, so I just wasn't thinking straight. <laughs> it, it's it's a wonder I didn't go jump off of a tall building just to end all the confusion that was going on in my brain. Right. And, and, and the frustration and trying to get this guy to understand. Uh, but, <clears throat> yeah, that happened, and it was just like the most bizarre thing. So the only thing you I, could, I, 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 well, go ahead. I was gonna say Allison Chains is the only one you could even try and, to argue that with when that, you look at like Fear the Voices and stuff. That's what I tried to explain to him. I said, "Well, Allison Chains kind of had a hair metal start," and he thought, "Well, they all did." And I, I and I, I was just like, "No," I had to explain to him. I think he thought like glam metal was different. Okay. And then I, I don't know. It was just so weird because, you know. Uh, this stuff is our life, you know, we're geeks about it. And to a lot of people, it's just, it's not as, they're just not as involved. Right. So I was trying my best to like not be a dick, <laughs> you know, and like show them, and, 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 but explain to them what was going on. Well, see, yeah, like you said, there's some, <clears throat> obviously if someone's listening to this, they love music, but there's people out there that just yeah. like music, but don't pay attention to anything. Like exactly. I saw yesterday on Facebook. So I think on Camody's Facebook, someone won the first pair of Rocklahoma tickets and Lynn Hernandez asked him what he wanted to hear for, you know, request. And he wanted to hear Hell's Bells by Metallica. Oh, my God. You've got to be and kidding that's, me. And that's, there you the, go. that's the general well, public. Right? It's it's like that one guy, what well, was it, last year that called into Eddie Trunk and was saying, hey, what's going on with Slash lately? <laughs> and Eddie Trunk about blew a fucking capillary in the side of his head. Are you kidding me? Right. Are you not? Do you live under a rock? So it's just you know, so, you know, and people have lives and kids and jobs and you know, secret sex caves down below their house and just they're just you know not. Is that what you have? What? <laughs> I shouldn't. Anyways, edit this out. Just edit that part out. Hell no. Anyways. So, you We're know, gonna get some fan mail now. God, I hope. I need it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's just how some people are, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Right. You know, they have a fucking life. I don't. Whatever. <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, I'm gonna go back and listen to, um, Hands All Over 
again and see if maybe it sounds hair metal now. Maybe. Maybe that guy's right. You never know. You never know. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe everyone's seeing something I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, <clears throat> we're stoked about this lineup like we usually are. I yeah, mean, definitely. Like I said on the YouTube video, I'm pretty much every year 50-50. I love a lot of them. I dislike a lot of them. There's stuff on this that I'm extremely excited about, like the Cult, Suicidal Tendencies, of course, Soundgarden, Def Leppard, like I already said, and all the other bands we named. So yeah. Get on YouTube, check that out, listen to our uh, reaction video, and hear me bitching about some stupid stuff. And a great time can be had by all. It, yeah, it, it is a great time, <laughs> yeah. a great listen. And while you're on that YouTube, we've got some other stuff. We did a review of Metallica's new album, Avenged Sevenfold's new album, Black Sabbath concert. So get on there, subscribe. Well, Dropkick Murphys have a new album. Yes, they do. They do. And unfortunately, I can't. I've t I've listened to the first three songs that they released yeah. streaming before the album came out, but I haven't listened to the album now that it's out. I know you have. Yes. So tell us what you think. Um, it's it's a good record. Um, this it's called uh, Eleven Short Stories of uh, Pain and Glory. Um pretty sure if I'm getting that right. And, you know, it's what you'd expect. It's got that signature Dropkick Murphy sound, but it's, it's a little, it's a little dialed back this time around. You know, they kind of, <clears throat> they kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't really know how to say it. It's, I mean, it, they're still, you know, they're still distorted guitars and stuff, but there's just more, there's more like laid back swagger in some of the songs. Uh, they're a little deeper. Um, it, it's kind of like they really took their love of like Bruce Springsteen and, and the folkier side of things and uh, kind of applied that to their sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, you know, that's kind of what I take from it. Um, you know, but Rebels with a Cause, you know, that's kind of your, <clears throat> your upbeat classic Dropkick Murphy's type kind of song. Uh, so. You know, but you've got, you know, the Lonesome Boatman and Paying My Way uh, and Blood. I mean, th those are the ones that, you know, kind of have a, a more of a rootsier feel, a more of a, you know, kind of a slower thing going on. Uh, and there's always a couple of those songs in a Dropkick Murphy's record, but they kind of focused on a lot of that this time around. Um, but, but that's fine, you know, because, you know, you do different things and go in different avenues and whatnot and whatever. Yeah. And, and, and I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, for people that don't enjoy it, go see them live. They, they're kind of like Metallica in that they play a completely different set list every night. They play stuff spanning their whole career. And it's always, it's always just a, a pummeling live show. It's speaking of, they're coming here. They're and coming here. Is it March, March 1st? 1st? I think. Yeah. I've got my ticket. Do you? I don't yet, but I will. Yes. I, I even, uh, I, I pre-ordered the album like in October with like a t-shirt and a green vinyl and it's got, instead of just liner notes, it's this hardback book, you know, <laughs> and I can't fucking wait for it to come in. It's late. It says it's supposed to be in tomorrow, so I can't wait. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I'll be, I'll, I'll be preoccupied with that all evening, I'm sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that because I... I've never seen them. I just now realize that. Well, We've talked about that a few times because there's been two concerts, one in Oklahoma City and one here, yep. that both got canceled for different reasons. Yeah. The one in 
It was in Oklahoma City, right? Where it was the big. It was the weather, the big tornado the, coming through, oh, right? I thought that was the one where they their bus ran and ran over a guy. That was the one on the way to Tulsa, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, last year or the year yeah. before. Some guy jumped in front of uh, front of the bus, and you know, I mean, it's just so. Look, look, they're gonna make it this time. Yeah, you're gonna see them. You, on the other hand, have seen them in some very classic settings in Boston. Yes, I went to Boston, 2010 and 2011. Saw them on St. Patrick's Day, like four shows in a row, four nights in a row at the House of Blues. <laughs> uh, even went up to Lowell, Massachusetts, and one of them, and saw them at the <clears throat> at the big the college uh, football arena, and that's where they had the meet and greet afterwards, and um, and then uh, one one of the times at the Boston House of Blues, fucking Bruce Springsteen came out and did like three songs with them. Yeah, I mean it was uh, pretty pretty awesome. It's a it, and it, but Bruce Springsteen or not, it's a great experience. So oh, yeah. you'll love it. Believe me, you'll love it. Yeah, and if you like Dropkick Murphys, check out our episode from last week. Episode one hundred three was with the Normandies out of Tulsa, and they've got that kind of same kind of vibe. I mean, not completely because. Dropkick gets real Irish at times, but yeah. you know they've got that at least that fun Boston punk feel to them. Yeah, so definitely check that out. I think you'll dig some Normandies, and I think I mentioned it, but they're one of the bands that's on Axis stage of rock Roma, so. so it's all comes back around. It's great. Yeah, so that's very cool to see. <laughs> well, anything else you want to talk about? You mentioned we were talking earlier about this Foreigner tour. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. He's got this 40th anniversary tour with uh, Cheap Trick and Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin experience, which that's a really cool triple bill. That's a strong bill. Yeah, I mean, when Cheap Trick is the second band down, you know you've got some good shit going yeah, on definitely. because that's one of the best live bands there is. <clears throat> and this, I haven't seen the Jason Bonham Led Zeppelin thing, but I watched the video online before, and you know he's got a phenomenal singer out there. And this this foreigner thing, I didn't really haven't really read a lot about it. But you mentioned yeah. that like kind of everybody's coming back, but at like different points. Yeah, I heard, I heard on on Sirius XM volume today, where you know if for anyone that doesn't know, foreigner tours and it's it's just like a, no original members, no original members whatsoever, which is fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. Mick Jones, he'll he runs it. He runs the the corporation, shall we say. And he he is behind it all. He's like the, you know, the the puppeteer. And he like plays on a show now and then. Yeah, right? and he'll and he'll come out and play play a few songs with him every now and then. So that's what has been going on with Foreigner, and that's been going on for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. And then and now it's the 40th anniversary, and all original members are coming back, but like at different points during the tour. So. He, and you might get like the keyboardist and the bass player at one gig. You might get Lou Graham at one gig or the drummer and Mick Jones or whatever, which is, I don't know. It's a little silly, yeah. but you know, I mean, these guys are getting up there. They can do whatever they want, really, I guess. And people, people come to see them. So, well, yeah, it's like wacky as that sounds to me. Foreigner with no original members. Sells out casinos. Yeah, it they does. come. They it's come weird. here every single year, and it sells out every year. Yeah, it's not like, you know, people are like, "Oh, we'll see them next time." Oh, that's played out. Yeah, some band from the seventies, but Get, people pay to see these guys yeah. every single year. Well, and it's it's like 
And this has been said in, you know, many circles, many shows, listen to any radio show, listen to whatever. Foreigner's always kind of a faceless band. You know, it's yeah, like... Yeah, I've heard Eddie Trunk say that, yeah. And there's, there's no, like, you know, it's not like there's a Sebastian Bach or an Axl Rose singing for him, where if he wasn't there, he'd be like, what the fuck is all this going on? Yeah. Or whatever, I don't know. I yeah, mean, there's not like a, a rock star that people think about, even though you know who Lou Graham is or Mick Jones, if yeah. you're a fan of music. Exactly. You don't instantly relate that to yeah. the band. And, and, yeah, that's that's nothing new, that that idea, that, that opinion has been out there forever. We're just kind of discussing it. And so, you know, and like you said, it sounds wacky as shit. And me personally, I don't fucking go for it. But if if it's out there and making money and making people smile, well, right. more power to you. But you just got to think, why not get everybody on stage at once and play oh, well, amphitheaters? You I would know. go from, I don't know what they're playing. They might be playing amphitheaters with this triple bill. Yeah. But I would think if you had all the original members on a few shows, you could bump that to another level. Yeah. Yeah, you know, at least a, a capacity level. Yeah, Leonard Skinner's almost there. That's true. They've got Gary Rossington. That's all that's left. But that's by because there's not really any other option. Right? Right, there's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Warner has the option. <laughs> I think. You think about it. I think. Art no Artemis Pyle's still alive. Right. I think that's it. Everybody else has passed away. Yeah. From that band, that's crazy. When you think about it, you knew that, but once you say it like that, yeah. And even the even the guy that replaced Leon Wilkinson, he passed away. Yeah. So they they really can't go. I mean, yeah, it's fucking nuts, man. Yeah. Ed King, Ed King is still alive. Okay. But anyways, I, I'm rambling now. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm, I'm going back to my gigantic Leonard Skinner phase when I was like 19. <laughs> Sorry. And we saw him at the Rolling not Rolling Meadows. What's that place called? Yeah, oh. it was called Rolling Meadows. The horse track? Yeah, the horse track. With Hank Jr.? Yeah, that was Fuck great. yeah. <laughs> Redneck shit kicking. <laughs> well, from Hank Jr. to Arson City, okay? Yes, just, yeah. The, you know, that's, just, that's a good, you know, somehow just, I segue that. I don't know. Let's just go straight <laughs> full on. Fuck it. This past weekend <clears throat> in Tulsa, we went out to the Shrine, which we tend to do because there's a lot of great shows yeah. out there throughout the year. And the first show this year at the Shrine, for us at least, was Arson City, Save the Hero, Crane Technique, The Devil You Adore, and of course, the featured guest here, Reliance Code. Yes. And this was put on by DMG Productions. We've mentioned their name quite a few times because we've gone to a lot of shows they've put together and, you know, they manage Crane Technique and Scorn and some other bands we've had on here and stuff and... You know, Chris does a great job of putting some lineups together. Definitely does. And this is another one that's no exception because you got five bands that are all heavy music, but yeah. they all have a all have a different sound from each other. That's right. And I mean, what can you say? All five bands had solid, great sets, and they all sure in, did. in completely different fashion from each other. I mean, the the headliner of this thing was Arson City, and they feature the former singer of Emphatic and you know, they just, it's just really strong, heavy rock, real, you know, it's got choruses, they've got, you know, a couple laid back songs, you know, their front man is all over the place, extremely, you know, what's the right word, 
just a great front man, you know, yeah, getting people into it. Getting people into it. He's up and moving around and animated and getting your attention, and that's really what you want in a front man. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely check out Arson City. You know, they've definitely got that sound that could, you know, like we mentioned about Reliance Code, they could explode, you know. They're they're fit for stuff like Octane and Rocklahoma. They're going to be out there again in the Axis stage yeah, like they, they were this past year. That's right. Save the Hero was another band just like uh, – Arson City out of Nebraska, and actually feature one of the guitarists yeah. is in Save the Hero as well, and there's a three-piece. Mm-hmm. And you don't see a lot of three-pieces playing this kind of music. It's just a you know, solid, straightforward hard rock. Yeah. And you know, usually when you see a three-piece, it's a little more either bluesy or stonery or... Yeah. But the, these guys had, you know, they had a massive wall. Yeah. Really, they did. Uh, you know, the sound was great, and the, you know, had fucking killer solos, and um so yeah that drummer I, was pounding the shit out of those yeah I'm, so I, I really enjoyed them yeah so that was cool to see because they're the one one band i didn't know anything about beforehand yeah so you know we we caught the a good bulk of their set and you know because we had actually our podcast you're about to hear in a bit kind of ran over into that a little bit but then we saw um crane technique once again yes We've talked about these guys many times because we're both big fans. Great yeah. technique out of Missouri. Talk about talk about just um, just like raw, just like violent soul and emotion. I mean, it's just. I mean, they're just hanging it all out there. Yeah. I mean, they really are. It's badass. Yeah, four guys that are just extremely good at what they do. Yeah. And it's and it's when you watch all four of them for the most part. They seemed, uh, you know, well, we had them on here, and you could tell us when you talked to them, too, they all come from different backgrounds. Yeah. And you kind of get that feel, too, you know. Their playing background's a little bit different, but they meld into this, you know, kind of new metal, but heavier than new metal Yeah, it's sound. brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, and it's just so, you know, so good. They covered Mudvayne's Dig. Yeah. And that's just, that's not a song that just any random band could cover. You know, no. you got to have one fuck of a rhythm section to pull yeah. that off. That's right. That's right. And, and they, they and they pulled it off. Yeah. And it's just so cool to see, you know, every time we see him, you know, Dennis, the singer, you know, we've talked about how he's only been doing this for a couple years now. Yeah. Before he even picked up a mic to sing. Yeah. It's just He's got it locked down for yeah, sure. It's just phenomenal. All four of these guys. I just, I love watching them. Love talking to them after the show. So can't wait to see them again. That's right. Devil you adore. Same way. They actually had their first. This was their first show with their new bass player. Who, you know, we were talking to him beforehand, and I think they said he had been playing for about three weeks with them. Yeah. And you know, he's a guitarist who moved over to bass to join the band, and you know. From what I could tell, he seemed yeah, to went, fit in quite nicely. And yeah, well. went off without a hitch. And it wasn't, I mean, if I'm mistaken, let me know, wasn't this their first time in Tulsa? Yeah, that's Tulsa? right. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, so that was very cool to see. We had them on the podcast before as well. And, you know, Delaney's got a, a great voice. And every time I see her, you know, I think she just owns the stage a little more every single time. Yeah, yeah, she does. It, it's like a, they've got, like, just a, a good solid heavy metal band with a female singer yeah you know and that's a and it's really working for him and the the other thing that that jumps out at me you know every time i see him i just that that guitar tone that brian has yeah and it it's real 
I can't even explain it because it's just there's just something about it, and that's always good whenever someone has something that you hear that you know sets them apart from everybody else. That's right. And it's just it's almost progressive metal sounding at times, but not because the music isn't at all. Yeah. But it just has that kind of feel to it. And it's just really cool. So that's my takeaway from that. Devil you adore. Yeah. And finally, Reliance Code. I saw him on New Year's Eve in Arkansas, and this was your first time to see him, though. Yeah, I mean, God, it was great. I was so stoked to finally see these guys. They sound so fucking good. They sound just like their, just like their 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 CD. I mean, Jesus, dude, they they've which is a huge compliment. Yes, and they've yeah, and they've got that's exactly what I'm saying. It's a huge compliment, and they. They've just got a great package together. They've got great logo, artwork. They've got a plan. Um, You know, I mean, these guys are, are ready for the stage. They're ready for the fucking airwaves, I'm telling you. So, uh, yeah, I was super impressed. They, they've got they've got it all. They, they've got the solos. I mean, they've got the performance. I was so glad to finally get to see these guys. Yeah, for a band that's been... Their first live show was this past summer in July. Yeah. At like the end of July. So we're like six months, you know, past that. Yeah. And think about the, they're going to sound like in a year. Yeah. And I mean, they, the music, you know, obviously came out a little bit before that. But, and this, this EP that they have has four tracks and it's just beyond killer. You know, we yeah. get into that here in this podcast, but it just, every, all four songs to me sound like, you know, you should be hearing these on, the biggins top 10 countdown on octane instead of fucking three days grace (laughs) you should be hearing you know from afar come alive or fight for life because that's and i'm not just saying that to knock on another band i'm saying that because that's how good these songs are yeah yeah that's right and like you said they pull it off live which is a phenomenal feat because some bands when they sound that good and thick on album you know, it always seems like it might be missing a little something live. That's right. But they've got the that guitar thickness comes through live. His vocals are off the hook. You know. Yeah. His rhythm vocals? sections. Jesus, get out of here. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what blew my mind the most is that he lived up to what he sounded like on that EP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times that might be the one thing that doesn't the vocals. Yeah. You know? So very cool with that. Yep. And and and. Josh was rocking the green bass. Yeah. Hell yeah, he had yeah. that bright green brace <laughs> with the Thunder Underground shirt on. Yes, we have to we have to talk about that. Yeah, so have to big, mention that. Big thanks to him. You know, we speak of these other guys like Travis from W Doors wore that on stage for us before and you know, Mike Starkey from Scream Red Mutiny and Sprout from Scream Red Mutiny. Yeah. And oh. I know there's a other people that have worn them, but at least on stage I know those are the the ones I can think of off the top of my head. That's right. So very thankful for that. Yeah. And if you want a t-shirt, hit us up. Yes. Underground at gmail.com. 15 bucks. <laughs> Can't beat it. No. It's made of great fabric and it feels great. It, it, uh, yeah. It feels it feels sexy on your skin. <laughs> By Vitz Screen Printing out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Bam. There you go. Featuring the lead vocalist of Drunk on Monday. Yeah. See, this is, I'm just plugging the shit out of everything. That's fine. That's, that's good. That's what we need. <laughs> right. Which, that just reminded me, Drunk on Monday's playing, I think the Diamond Ballroom, there's a Tony Proctor uh, TLP event he's putting on like he does every uh, 
Valentine's Day, like called the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Nice. And I think it might be, I don't remember if it's a two-day event or what, it was just, but there was a lot of bands on it. And I remember Drunk on Monday was one of them, but we'll have to look that up as it gets closer. Yeah, definitely. Talk about that. Well, before we, you know, get into this, let's play some music. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Of course, we're going to play Reliance Code. This is from their EP, and we'll also be on their forthcoming album that you'll hear about here in a bit. This is called Come Alive.
Come Alive from Reliance Code. If you like that, get on Facebook and click like. Email these guys to get a copy of that disc. They've also they're also going to be working on a full length album that they're going to be putting out later this year. That's right, and go see them at Rock, Oklahoma. Yeah, on the Axis stage, you will not regret it, no. as I like to say. That's right. Yeah, and there's your proof. You know, if you thought, well, these guys are just blowing smoke up our asses about how great this band sounds, there you go. Yep, that's all you need. There's three other tracks on this EP that are just as high quality as that one. Well, is it time for us to shut up for a bit? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, we're going to be talking a little bit, but (laughs) Josh and Todd are going to be doing most of it here in a minute. Yeah, let's get into this. Josh and Todd from Reliance Code. I'm trying to go into acting. Oh, you'd be so good at porn. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's a taxi cab confession (laughs) on HBO. Have you guys seen Arson City? No. No. Uh -uh. I've watched live videos on YouTube. Or Save the Hero. I'm excited to see both. I looked up Arson City on Spotify, and it sounded Mm -hmm. pretty good. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. That was a few weeks ago, so... So live, you guys, this is your first time in Tulsa, right? Yep, that's right. So most of your shows up now have been Arkansas. Arkansas and and our little hometown of Stigler. Cool. So That's pretty much it. We've only been going as a band for about five months. Our our first show was DMG Productions, what was that, July the 29th? Yeah. Oh, damn, I thought it was like, you guys have been doing like a year. No, me and Josh have been doing the band. We started it about two years ago. We, uh... We drug Shane in about six months after that, and all of us as a whole have not been playing together very long. Uh, Cody was the last piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, he he joined into the band right about Rocklahoma last year. We got offered a spot at the GA stage, the newest one, and man, it, it was a killer opportunity. But we just we had just gotten Cody into the the band, and he he didn't really know very many songs and. Um, so that that's that's about the time frame where yeah. Cody joined the band, about Rocklahoma last year, oh. March maybe. Yeah. And I mean, is it like uh, you know, since you're you're in Stigler, you guys can you can go to Arkansas or you can come to Tulsa. That's that's kind of cool in a way to be able to kind of you have access to both of those kind of scenes, you know. Yeah. So ho- hopefully this this kind of flourishes for you guys. Yeah, we hope tonight. We hope this is just our first of many, many Tulsa shows. Yeah. We also want to try and hit up Dallas and parts of, you know, all the way up to Kansas City, Omaha. Mm-hmm. Um, just make a big radius, start there. We'll see. Yeah. Is well, that where Arson City's from, Omaha? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, no, and, you know, uh, and you're not only doing one but two shows this weekend, so. That's right. That, that, was, a, that was a good get right there. Mm-hmm. Be we figured we were already up here. Might as well play, yeah. too. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> So, like, how does it, you know, I'm, I haven't been to Stigler. I've drove by down the highway. <laughs> you, you ain't missing much. So, my question is, how do you find five guys in that area that are like-minded that 
want to do this, you know, it takes in me being small a, of a location. It takes me being a stalker on Facebook, basically. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> trying to find the right guy. That's yeah, how, that's how I pretty, found Chris. It, it was pretty tough. It was pretty tough. Uh, it took a little while. You know, we started with some different guys, and um, eventually we dropped, you know, a couple of guys dropped out of the band on their own, and um, we picked up Chris Law. from he's, he's from the Fort Smith area. He's from Van Buren. And then we picked up Cody Peebles, and he's from the next town over, Porham. Mm-hmm. It's about 20 minutes away from our hometown. But small as these towns are, you know, that's pretty much uh, we lucked into finding him. And, um, yeah, it, it took a long time to find the right parts. We actually got started, um, like he said, a couple of years ago. Man, it was just me and him. We were looking around, looking. We put up flyers all over town. Yeah. We, we put up ads on Facebook and stuff. We, we were looking for a long time. I think more people use them as toilet paper than paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we originally started with a different band name. And, uh, you know, we come across, it was your idea, basically. Let's don't right? get into that shit. Let's don't get in the old name. Yeah, I ain't even going <laughs> to bring hey, it out. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. I've been there. But Reliance Code, the way we come upon it is just, you know, in a small town like that, there's a lot of people that want to be in bands, but nobody wants to put in the actual work showing up being at practice you know doing all the things that goes into the live show getting to where we're at now and you know band members came and they went and basically he he was todd was saying man we need somebody that's freaking reliable you know can show up to band practice show up to the gigs do whatever you know be there pull your weight i thought our name ought to revolve around code and i tried Try to put something else with it, and all of us, we go, we, we, we all have to stick to the reliance code. We have to be reliable in, in what we all do to make this thing work, whether it's just two people up on stage doing an acoustic song or whether it's all five of us just, you know, getting down. I mean, everybody has to do their jobs correctly, and we all have to rely on that to sound the way we do. And if it's not for that, then if we can't stick to that, we, you know, we're nothing. So That's cool because. You hear so many band names, it's like, oh, it sounded cool. <laughs> yeah. Yours actually has a meaning oh, to yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And um, the logo, I like the logo. I'm big on logos where you mm-hmm. can just recognize it right off the bat. Uh, so I don't know who came up with that, but that was awesome. Just well, that. he's a really good friend of ours. Yeah. Um, from. Uh, he's not originally from there, but he was kicking around in a, a little band in that area. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew he did graphic work, and I worked out a deal. I made a made something out of wood. I work in a custom cabinet shop, and I made something for him in return for that logo. And uh, he did a great job with it. We we kind of it was Todd's idea to come with the backward C because we didn't want to look like RC Cola yeah. or uh, Crown Royal. <laughs> you know, it's the RC. But you know, if it gets cut down to just the RC, so the backward C, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the dude did a great job with it. We're very happy with it. And we've got another logo coming soon. Okay. Yeah. Well, so... It, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Well, you said you guys kind of started this two two years ago. Did you guys know each other previous to that, or was it you found each other on Facebook? Oh, like and a little town like Stigler, everybody knows well, everybody. Yeah. I mean, the guy that did the graphic artworks, he was in a band called Fly County Coalition. And they had a song that said... I don't remember how it goes exactly, but it was... Something about two stoplights and 37 cop cars. 
And man, if that don't describe every little town, you no know. Kidding. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they hit it pretty good on that. But um, yeah, you know, we we knew each other. Everybody knows each other in our little town. He's a little bit younger than me. I'm the oldest guy in the in the band. Um, and I decided to get back into music, and him and another friend, they were already playing a little bit, and I got involved. And next thing you know, it was just me and Todd. And we we felt like we had something there, you know. This guy's got a great voice. And um, this is really his and our first band that we've been in. Mm-hmm. It's our first go at it. And, you know, we've only been at it for about five months. So, you know, I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> we're, on a, we're on a pretty good run. We got some big news coming up soon. Good, good. Well, um, you know, the... Uh the EP sounds great. I mean, talk about, you know, I know you guys went to Dallas and mm-hmm. the recording, you know, talk about that a little bit. We went, to, we went down to Empire Sound Studio, Alex mm-hmm. Gerst. Uh, he's been nominated how many times for Grammy? Oh, man, I think 22. 20, ti- 22. Yeah. Wow. He's 20 plus times over nominated for a Grammy. He's recorded bands like Seasons After, Nothing More, um, Hillbilly Vegas. Some good friends of ours. Um, yeah, he, he's got a great track record, and he's a very, very professional guy. I mean, he when we stepped into that studio, it was like, damn, we got to bring our A game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this guy's going to call us out if if you miss one little bit. You know, I mean, we he really took our sound to a next level, changed our approach to songwriting. Um, you know, it was a big thing for us to go to that guy. And there's a lot of bands that go out there and they go to somebody's house that's got a studio and they don't put that much money into it. You hear our EP, we went to somewhere professional. You know, we invested in the band and I think it paid off. Yeah, for sure. You can tell, like, it has that quality, like, this should be on Octane, on Sirius. Like, yeah. it's that. And, like, you know, you mentioned writing, like, how. Did you guys go in there with those four songs completely crafted, or did he help you guys put it, pull any of them together or anything like that? I mean, we went in there with Come Alive first. We went down there and did a test run with him, took one song. I went down there, and the song was a little longer than than what's recorded. We kind of felt like the, once we got in there, the chorus was a little too long, so we, we chopped it, and then we went back three, four minutes later and then did the, did the other three songs. And by that time, we kind of we knew the process, and kind of we knew what to do with some of the songs not being four and a half, five minutes long. So it was it, it's it, it's fun. It's uh, and we're going back in March, first of March, to go record four more songs, and we're excited about that. Yeah, but we got some new stuff that we haven't brought out live yet that I think people will really enjoy. So the four songs gonna they're not gonna be the like the other ones you guys have been playing live? Uh, we're playing some of them. Um, we're, we're not exactly sure. There's a little bit of time between now and then. Um, we, we've got like five, six songs, new ones that we have never been played live. Okay. We've got tons of riffs just rolling out of everybody. But um, we, we got some good ones that we really, really think are going to be killer. And we got some crowd favorites that aren't recorded. Like um, the song Dirty Girl, that's a crowd favorite, and Just Want to Be Me. It's, it's one of our more dialed back, um, slower paced songs. But then we've got um, Never Bring Me Down. We played it tonight. 
that's one of our newer riffs. It's not recorded. And then, like I said, we've got about four or five new ones. So we we really got we got to figure out which ones we like. But that <laughs> that's not a bad problem to have too no. many songs. Yeah, you know? definitely. <laughs> so you're gonna? Well, I know when I talked to you New Year's Eve, you mentioned you're gonna take those four songs and make a like an eight-track album out of this. Or yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna re-release our four with the other four that we're gonna do and make a full-length album. You know, you go somewhere, you buy a CD, you pop a CD in your car or whatever. You know, four songs is a little short. So, where we were at when we first started, you know, that's all we could afford. And that's kind of where we're at now. You know, we can afford four more. So, that's where that's it is what it is. And so, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, we need a vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) We need a vehicle. We're caravanning right now, and it's not, it's not fun. (laughs) We're just getting started, you know. Um, There's a lot of bands that are out there. I've been doing it for years, and we're five months in. So, you know, we're making waves already. We're hoping to ride these waves, and we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. So, what's uh, other than the album? You know, what, what's on the horizon for twenty seventeen shows? Oh and man, man, all the all the cool stuff we can't talk about. <laughs> yeah, what can you say? <laughs> uh, hey, when's this gonna air? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, After that news is released. No, sorry. <laughs> Man, we wish we could. <laughs> we, we wish we could. We're going to be there. I mean, we know. We've played shows with uh, DMG Productions and Chris Taylor, and, you know, I'm not, everything's up for air, in the grabs, but ever, I'm pretty sure we're going to be there in some form or fashion. There's, there's a lot of stages up, you know. There's yeah. six stages now. Yeah. When you add DMG Productions, you guys are going to be involved with that next year. Um, Camp Darkside, um, that that's a cool thing, man. There's there's yeah. so much, there's so many people that come to that festival that are just looking to discover new bands. That's right, and and that's that's a good group to be involved with, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. they're all great people, man. Mm-hmm. I love everybody that at DMG, Chris Taylor, you guys, man. We appreciate all the help, you know, the support. I can't say enough about every. We wouldn't be where we're at right now if it weren't for the fans and people liking our stuff. Yeah, it's hard for somebody in a town of 2,000 people to try to get enough support, people behind you to push your music out there, to give you give you the shout-outs. Just all the little things count. Yeah. Yeah, imagine being a small town. Well, like he kind of talked about earlier, if you're going to Fort Smith and Tulsa, it's hard to grab an audience because you don't, people don't know you there yet. But so I assume the internet's a glorious thing for something like that to be able to try to spread your. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing, you know. That's the thing. We could book a show in Omaha right now, take off, but who's going to be there to see us? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, like, talk about. I mean, we kind of alluded to writing. Like, how do you guys write? Do you write as a band, or do you each bring stuff in, and does one person do a bulk of it? basically uh me and shane our league league guitarist uh we're just and now cody too also we're um just now using some of his stuff but mainly it's been me and shane i'll write most of the lyrics and he comes up with all the music uh from it he's also he's been a big benefit too i didn't it, when he when he for when he first came in the band and he saw some of the stuff that i wrote he's like what the fuck is this 
<laughs> he, he's like he looked at the structure of it and i'm like dude i don't know all i ever thought was you just write stuff down and I, there's it, that's not it so i've had i've learned along the ways and it's 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 been fun uh josh me and him wrote how many songs do we have oh man we had we had several five or six songs and um when shane came along you know I haven't been playing guitar that much. I, I didn't come into it till I was in my mid twenties, and um, I played for a while, and then I played guitar for a while, and I decided to play bass, whatever. So I'm, I'm kind of green. Um, some of my riffs were a little rudimentary compared to Shane's. Mm-hmm. This guy's been playing since not long out of diapers. I mean, I swear, <laughs> he, uh, he was he was young when he decided to pick up the guitar. The guy's really extremely talented. He's kind of the backbone to to Reliance Code, but uh, Cody's come on, and man, Cody was like a shot of adrenaline. Um, this guy's got just riffs and pawn riffs, and man, he can set it on fire. When he gets done playing a guitar, there's smoke rolling off of it. <laughs> yes, that's what you need. Yeah, but um, and some of his tunes, you know, we're starting to come up with. We're starting to try and work around him. But Todd's, you know, Todd's real familiar with writing with Shane. It, it works. There's a chemistry there, and it, it's working. But we've got a few new ones with uh, Cody. Cody's Cody's more of a w- w- he likes asking Alexandria, bullet from a Valentine. You know, he's kind of got a a different. He's coming from a different perspective, and you know, Shane's got his favorites, and Todd he really likes Seether and Aaron Lewis with Stained. You know that's his deal. You guys know how I am. I, I love Tremonti and yeah. Alter Bridge, man. I'm Seven <laughs> Dust. You know those those are my bands. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, and Chris, man, he's a big big Rush fan and Nirvana, and you know all of our influences pour into it, and it, it you know makes what it it is makes it what it is. Did you? Write lyrically before this band, like nope. poetry or anything like that. Nope, never. Because I know motiv- most of your lyrics, you know, are pretty, you know, serious. Yeah, you know, from a, I mean, more of a serious perspective. They all, they it just, all comes from past experiences to me. I mean, that's that's what I'm writing all of it about. That that's, and that's probably what the next album will be about too. I mean, it's it's all it's all heartfelt. It's not any bullshit. It's it's coming straight from the heart. Everything that I write. Uh, either I've, I mean, I've done a lot of, a lot of, been through a lot. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot in the tank to keep going for a long time. But you know, it's it, there's a connection there with every song. And uh, to me, if you have somebody else write your stuff and then you try to sing it, where's the emotion at? Right. There's not. I, I don't. I don't. I, in my personal opinion, I don't feel like there is any. Uh, it, it it comes more out whenever you write it and you're doing it, performing it, singing it yourself. It's uh, but no, I haven't haven't ever wrote before to answer your question. Um, this is all new. I'm just a baby to it. It's all a learning process. <laughs> like I said, I was a golfer before this. I played golf for 20 years. Oh, so, wow. so you didn't sing at all, like on your own. Truck driving around drinking on a back road. Right. <laughs> That's about it. That, that's about the extent. And before, I mean, I didn't grow up listening to this. I grew up listening to oldies and 
and country. I was listening to Beach Boys and the Beatles, Clint Black and Garth Brooks. I mean, that's, that's what I grew up on until I started listening to rock. 20, 21. I'm 33 now. Okay. So, it's, uh, I, I guess I got a, a full genre of everything. <laughs> well, that probably helps everything, just kind of throws more diversity into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about acoustic? You talked about that. Is that something you guys have done or plan to do? We've got an acoustic song right now. Uh, just want to be me. That's 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 all that song is. Um, we would like to try to take it to studio and make it a full band, and that way we can have some diversity. We can play it play it full band or play it acoustic. We'd like to play some acoustic sex too. Uh, we just haven't had a chance to do it. I think it's I think it's big to be able to do your stuff both ways. I think it shows shows the true talent. Yeah. In my in my opinion. Yeah, if a song can be stripped down the acoustic can still sound great and that's when you know it's great. Yeah, yeah, you're golden. <laughs> so you like Tremonti, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of how to word that in the conversation, you already did, but yeah, I always find a way to word him. In it's this. like you got a napkin back there. You just mentioned his name. I need to wipe this drool off his mouth. It, it, it's like we could go on like for thirty minutes, forty-five minutes on just that. Yeah. So we're like, how do we bring it up to where it doesn't sound stupid? <laughs> but we're all geeks about it, so it's just gonna, right. it's just gonna happen. I had different guitar heroes growing up, but I had a cousin. You know, I knew about Creed. I liked Creed. Mm -hmm. But uh, when Alter Bridge first formed, they came to Kane's Ballroom back in 2004. You guys were at that we show. Were there. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah there. man. That, that, <laughs> that was my first Alter Bridge show. And um, I lost my dad around 01, 02. Mm -hmm. You know, so that song, In Loving Memory by them, man, it just, yeah. I couldn't make it through that song without just, just, falling apart yeah. you know and um I, I saw them and they played that song and man it, it just whew. yeah man it, it, it's hard if you've ever had a song just really speak to you like that then you know what i'm saying but um man i, I was i was a fan from there yeah from there on yeah i i, I remember like okay this is the new band that the guys let me I bet I bet he's gonna I bet he's gonna just rip, you know. Now that Scott Stapp's not there, and wow, he did, and mm -hmm. it just gets better and better. And then the Tremonti stuff is just like makes your fucking <laughs> head then, explode. Then it's he like, took it to a whole nother <laughs> level. Shit, yeah. Whenever he went to Tremonti, it's like, oh, let me get my thrash, let me yeah, get my metal exactly, out. Exactly, exactly. And so dude. you know, Creed had the ballad type hits, you know, your your anthem type songs, and then Alter Bridge, they're a little progressive. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they're not mainstream. They've got some really cool riffs, but they're, you know, they're doing their own thing. Yeah. But then he goes over to Tremonti, and it's just like, oh, man, let me get my thrash out. Yeah. I freaking love it. Yeah. That yep. drummer there, Garrett Whitlock. Yeah. That dude is my favorite drummer right now. Really? Until yeah. I can find somebody else that I love their groove. You know, I just, man, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. I bring him up quite often. <laughs> Shit, quite often. By <laughs> <laughs> well, that Garrett Wicklock guy, he played on the Chris Green thing, didn't he? Yeah. That we just had on like a few episodes ago, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. guitarist. He had an, he has an instrumental EP out, and Garrett Wicklock played the drums on it. Yeah. Man, dude's a beast on yeah. the drums. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. 
But yeah, God, I saw we saw Creed back at Kane's Ballroom like way, way, way back. On the first album. Yeah, yeah that was insane. Yeah. That was insane. What oh, do yeah. you think about yeah. random song uh, Sympathy <laughs> from the newest Tremonti album? Or oh, yeah, the last yeah. One? Sympathy? Yeah, it sounds uh, like an Alter Bridge song to me that was left over and he just threw on his album. <laughs> Or is that just me? Yeah, no. I mean, I could get that. Um, it, it's not like one of the really heavy, heavy yeah. thrash. You it's know that, that real melodic. It, yeah, yeah. Singing it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I guess I could see that. What do you think of Miles of Slash? I like it, man. I've I've been a fan of that since from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, the that one song you'll have to carry me back, back from Cal- Cali. Cali. Yeah. And um, yep. the other one, Starlight. Oh, off yeah. that first oh, oh my dude. goodness starlight That's, that song dude, forget, it. forget it um <laughs> yeah yeah i love i love that stuff but you know to be honest um i wish slash would just hang out with axel do the guns and roses thing and let miles do the altar bridge thing and then if they got to do tremonti then miles can do his solo stuff yeah you know, he's got a solo album that's going to be coming out soon. Out, yeah. No. Yeah, he's been sitting on it. Yeah, uh, so Slash is bogarting the miles. <laughs> he's got to pass that shit. Let's let's get their opinions. Who's who's going to headline at Rock Home this year? Uh, Def Leppard. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I think I, I, I agree with that and, one. You know, because a lot, a lot of them, yeah, it's all, a lot of them are Def Leppard and Soundgarden. I keep thinking of Metallica or A7X. I could see Maybe. I, I Sevenfold. I, I'm still, everyone's hoping for Metallica. They're my favorite band of all time, but I just. I think there's a good chance. I just you got to keep know. the faith alive, man. But, but, I'd love okay. for it to happen, but I think there's a no chance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. just like, in, they're in that Kiss level. Rocklahoma could never get Kiss because they're just too damned expensive. It'd be nice to have a Pearl Jam show up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. So, I, I don't know. It's. I don't know about Metallica, but Avenged Sevenfold, I could definitely okay, see. Avenged you know, I'd be happy with Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, if they, yeah show, if they show up. As long up, as Alter Bridge comes. Do they sell out? <laughs> yeah. If A7X plays, do they sell out? Yeah. Yeah. They do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Me, I, I'm looking at the other festivals. I'm like, I want Alter Bridge and A Perfect Circle. Yeah. Soundgarden. Oh, I forgot they're doing, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. A Perfect Circle's out there doing yeah. it. So, I'm just like. Oh yeah, you know I don't think Tool's gonna come, but if we can get some form of Maynard, yeah. and I like a Perfect Circle. Yeah, I know people don't like them, but man, I wish Stained would come back and do one more album, one more tour. Stained. Who? Oh yeah, Stained. Well, I mean, are, are, they're not done, are they? I think they're just on a hiatus because yeah. of his uh his country album, and yeah. then Mike Mushock went over to Santa Sonia for two albums. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But man, I I my first rock concert ever was here in Tulsa. At the Convention Center, I think it was in 07, and I watched Stain, Seether, Papa Roach, and Red. Wow. And that was a badass concert. Yeah. Oh. Nice. I, I got my gut smashed for four hours up against the barrier. <laughs> but it was worth it. Oh, hell yeah, it was yeah. worth it. Nice. Well, talking about Miles, I know that you kind of do what he does, where you don't like to talk much before shows. <clears throat> no. Does that, like, how, how little do you actually talk on a show day? Um, as little as he can get away. My with. wife is ready to without his wife him. kicking his ass. She's ready. She's ready. To, she's ready to give me the papers and have me sign them. Pretty much. I mean, it gets it gets pretty damn bad. Like my kids want me to do something with them, and he's like, "Dad, Dad," and I write him a note. He's like, "But Dad, what does it say?" I'm like, 
pointing for team to read it. And then the wife, I'll do sign. She's getting pretty good at sign language. <laughs> that's that's they, it's pretty bad. Like these guys will call me and ask me, want to be talk about a show or what what we're bringing, and so I hand the phone to my son or her, or my wife, so they have to talk to him, and they're like. Some bitch is on vocal rest, isn't he? Yeah. She's like, yeah, he's taking it pretty serious. Yeah, he is. <laughs> that's it, it that's fr- good, though. It frustrates everybody. Yeah. But, yeah, but it works out for the overall right. benefit of the band. You know, he does his vocal warm-ups, and then he's able to come out there and just fucking nail it. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. yeah. Well, and, you know, you're, you're it's professional. You're taking it seriously. That's, that's, that's I mean, awesome. I, I saw you guys New Year's Eve in Fort Smith, and when I got back, he asked me, he's like, so... Yeah. So how did he sound? Because you know you sound so great on that EP. And I'm like he sounded just like the EP. And he's like, holy shit, man. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's paying off. Yeah. I just, I mean, I. By the time you talk all day long, if you, to me, if I don't do it, by the time you talk all day long and bullshit around, and yell at your kids and and talk to your wife and then try to talk over everybody playing in a bar, you're yeah. just wore smooth out by mm-hmm. the time you go go on stage. It's 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 not worth it for me. Some guys can do it. And I applaud them, but I can't. I've, I've got to stay silent for a while. If it's even if it's just all day, and then before the show, it's sound check or whatever talk. And I mean, but it, like so, do you do warm ups and stuff before the show? Mm-hmm. Too, so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I go through about a fifteen minute warm up. Okay. Because who was it? someone that's like extremely high, like Rob Halford or something? Yeah, where he said he, he just goes do out. He, d- he doesn't do anything. He just goes Never. out and nails it. It's like Jesus like, Christ. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's it, and I probably could go with talking all day and, and singing, but when we go to practice, obviously I'm talking all day, and then I go in there and sing for three hours. But it's just I just try to give myself the best chance, the best opportunity possible, and I feel like that's the best way to do it. You guys got anything I just want to say? Appreciate your time. Appreciate um, you coming on. <clears throat> just want to give a shout out to everybody that's uh, helped us along the way. You know, all our fans, our family, my wife. Um, you know, thanks to you guys for playing our music. Oh, we really appreciate it. it. Yeah. <laughs> the wives put up with a lot. Yeah. They put up with a lot. Yeah. Special thank you to my wife. She puts up with extra. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't for mine, I wouldn't be doing this. Uh, I mean, she she talked me into doing this. She's like, you. She heard me sing in the truck one day, and when after when I met her, and she's like, she bent over and looked at me, and she goes, "Why aren't you doing something with that?" I'm like, "With what?" And she's like, "Your voice." And I'm just like, hey, "Look, how many beers you had? <laughs> you're, you're, you sure you're not drunk? You're slurring your speech a little bit." But I mean, it's if it wasn't for her, this wouldn't be possible. On those nights where she can't go, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have someone to watch my child. Uh, I mean, she, like Josh was saying, it's it's they're a backbone basically. I mean, without them, we have don't have anything. Definitely. Right. Well, appreciate you guys doing this. Yeah, thank right, you. Man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, there you go, Todd and Josh from Reliance Code. Thank you very much to them for taking the time out to do this. We talked about in there. Kind of like we talked about with Dennis from Crane Technique. It's just amazing to hear, you know, that Todd's only been doing this for a couple years, basically, yeah. like outside of what he said, singing in his vehicle or something. That's right. And so it's very cool, 
you know, to see him doing this and doing it at such a high level, and it's impressive as hell to me. Yeah, definitely. I think I, during that interview and even now, I'm kind of fanboying out on this dude. But hey. Hey, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, Todd. I love you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this just got weird. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah. We can get weird. Yeah. Well, like we talked about there, I didn't even mention earlier, talked about Alter Bridge, and surprisingly... I was surprised they weren't under Rocklahoma. I know, I know. I know Josh is sad about it as we are. Maybe next year. Yeah, as you heard on this, this was recorded a few days before that lineup came out, and Jason had all three headliners right. Look at you. What? what, Hey, you know, sun shines on a dog's ass every now and then. (laughs) I got it. What can I say? (laughs) I really thought we were going to get Mister Mister on there, but you know, I was off. Really? Yeah, Mister Mister. Yeah, I was kind of going more danger, danger, but. You know, that was wrong, too. That that would be my dream come true, but hey. Yep. Ted Poley's got a new project called Tokyo, what's it called? Tokyo, I don't know, Tokyo Road Fist or some Road shit. Fist. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tokyo Motor something. Yeah, Tokyo, Tokyo Motor Fist. <laughs> okay. You never notice, though, Danger Danger, that's two words. Then they got song titles, Bang yeah. Bang and Naughty Naughty. Yeah. that's What the fuck is going mind that's, blown? That's their two biggest hits are yep. double words just like their name. That's right. That's right. So maybe more people should tap into that concept. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? You can start a band called Meth <laughs> Meth Meth and then like I'll, I'll your have, first hit could be... It'll be Road Fist, Road, road Fist. Road Fist, right? <laughs> We've really... People probably turned it off by now, man. Yeah. We've gone off on a fucking tangent. We should apologize to Josh and Todd for this ridiculous shit on their podcast. Uh, we're sorry, sorry. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, BeatTheUndoneTheGround.com is our website. We've got reviews up there. All the podcasts are on SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder-Underground. Like we mentioned earlier, Scream Red Mutiny, The Devil You Adore, Crane Technique. The Normandies are just some of the bands that are playing Rocklahoma or that we saw this past weekend that have been on the podcast. We've also had on guys from Avatar, Soil, Sons of Texas, Death Angel, Overkill, Crowbar, Corrosion and Conformity, Act of Defiance, Megadeth, Warrant, Europe. The list goes on. Yeah. Shooter Jennings, Scattered Hamlet, many more. So yeah. get on there. There's 103 previous episodes you can check out. We'd appreciate it if you did. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Periscope. This should be it, right? That's it. We're done. We're done. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.